perspective. 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 your host Vontae Swank and you are now experiencing the Perspective Junkies podcast. Junkies. Last week we discussed the NBA's actions towards the social injustices faced by the black community. We had a great episode but this one we wanted to get a little bit more philosophical. So in this episode we're going to be discussing wisdom versus intelligence. Please support by liking, subscribing, commenting, and rating. But what I care about most of all is you enjoying the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You are tuned into Perspective Junkies. Perspective, perspective, perspective. You're talking to one of your hosts, Cody, a.k.a. C. Swank, a.k.a. Captain Controversy. I'm here with my co-host. Ante Swank. <laughs> what's your, what's, what's your yeah, name? Yeah, you didn't even say you little nigga. Oh, okay. Vontae Swank, the man of mental health. Vontae, the realest. Vontae, the Don. You know what it is. I feel like some people want you to break down D5 athlete before you even get going on this. 30 seconds, go. Yeah, boom. 30 seconds. Uh, I started my Instagram in ninth grade. I was childish, and you know, I had childish dreams of going to like Duke, Division One schools. And mm-hmm. I'm like, don't nobody got the name D5 athlete. Lord, I say D1 athlete. Mm-hmm. And then I so happy to never go D1, so it kind of just worked out. No, it didn't work out. Blew, oh. blew up my face. I feel like it blew up. Okay, so you just never grew up. Cool. All right, <laughs> so let's run it. Especially smart because you want to ask me. Yeah, right. D5 was like, this guy is funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of an athlete. Guy. Yeah, I need a beer with this guy. But um, <laughs> uh, our last couple of episodes, I feel like we've been more um, things that have been we've been seeing in the news, a little more topical. This episode, I just want to dive into some subjects, you know, I, I listen to a lot of philosophy videos, I tune into a couple of philosophical podcasts, and one question I was posed that I want uh, to speak on, and maybe, you know, our audience members, you know, could comment on it, comment on the video, subscribe, give us your feedback. Um, is there a difference between having intelligence and becoming wise? And if there is a difference, what would you, how would you define both uh both traits um i thought about it and for me the critical difference between being wise and being intelligent is i believe being wise is the ability to take information from other people's advice and to quickly observe and discern danger and positive effects and negative effects of future decisions before they occur so that may that may be um there's an experiment, I don't know what it is, or it's like a marshmallow experiment where they give little kids a marshmallow and say, hey, you can have it right now, one, or you can have two later if you hold off. And they just say that the people who are able to delay gratification are more inclined to save more, do better in school, etc., etc. And I believe that, to me, that's one of the biggest things of wisdom that I've learned over the course of my short period. But you think a smart person would say with intelligence? Do you think a smart person would what? Save with intelligence. I don't believe so. I don't necessarily think that it I think to me I would almost say is 
wisdom is is in large part due to the ability to say I'm going to chill or sacrifice this or I understand the opportunity that I'm sacrificing in doing this but I believe it'll pay off in the future whereas intelligence to me is um, I think of it as more of a natural thing and it gives you the ability to, to try new things or to dive into ventures that some people couldn't do but it doesn't necessarily mean that you are more inclined to maintain it so another example an intelligent person may be able to develop a new technology. Yeah. A wise person would be able to maintain the business once they get it. Is how I would define it. An intelligent person may be able to create a good song. A wise person can can choreograph the album, knows when to drop it, knows they they're able to pick up more things. And also, I don't know. That, that's how I would define it. So to me, people should you would strive to become wise. And if you become intelligent, you know, good for you. It's almost to me like speed or strength. You can't necessarily control like the limits to it. You can push your own limits, but not everybody has the same. But wisdom, we can all pick up on if we're willing to. So, what my, do you guys think? my opinion on it, I, I used to believe that wisdom was about time, but then I started to kind of change that definition a little bit, and I believe it's it's almost like the amount of experience that you have. Like, I'll say, for example, like for me, I was an older soul kind of because like my parents are older. And so the amount of life experience that I got and rubbed off from them added to my wisdom. And then if I just carried on through life regularly, it would just start to add on wisdom, wisdom, wisdom. Or if I was like, let's say I was living, like actually doing more within my time, like like some people kind of. They do something every month. Like, they really kind of do something that's actually wisdom building. But they're kind of chilling on the well, couch. Give me an example. Like, what, something that they do monthly that is wisdom, wisdom building. Traveling. Traveling. That's wisdom building. Or even having a, a significant experience. Like, if your job is something significant to which you are, you know, working towards or it's actually building upon your skills rather than just you clocking in, doing the same thing, clocking out, doing the same thing. Like you have, you get some type of wisdom through that, but there's more wisdom if you're like going to a job where every day is a different experience. And once you go through those experiences, you learn a little bit more about life. And so that's how I kind of look at about it. Like, like it, for me, if I'm going to be working in a school, I'm going to get a little bit of more wisdom because, yeah, for one, I'm going to be working around individuals who have more wisdom than me. So that's already building upon it more than just being around people who are the same age as me. And then for two, I'm going through different experiences. So those different experiences compile to add to your wisdom to me. And then on the, um, also I would like to add is like intelligence is like knowing the facts of, of the world. Like you might not be able to apply it in the same type of way. It's just knowing things. And so like, I feel like, someone who's highly intelligent it can help boost their wisdom growth rather than someone who's not intelligent as much because they're intaking things and experiences differently so like an intelligent person when they go somewhere like let's say you go to botanical garden an intelligent person may may know a little bit more about what it actually is there and somebody else might take it in as just a, a couple flowers 
But somebody else is like, wow, this is a, a dandelion. And like, I've never seen this in person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's just adding on to their experience. And so I feel like those two, they're different, but they can also like lean on each other to help both of them grow. A wise person will take your ass to the Silver Comet Trail for free. Yeah. Walk your ass through nature. <laughs> Just a just a dumbed down comparison with uh, intelligence versus wisdom is it's like book smart versus street smart. You know, somebody that's just been around the world, just going around, just living life, may know some things that somebody that read the whole dictionary doesn't know. Just cause, like, just cause you know a million words, just cause you know the definition of something doesn't mean you know how to go make a hundred quick dollars real quick. You know, but. It's a big difference. I I feel like the the most successful people bring it all together. They're wise. They they got street smarts. They've been around. They know what's going on in the world, and they they got a, a little intelligence to back it up to know what to do. So to like Cody said, I feel like wisdom is like applying more longevity to what you do in life and in the world. So if uh, if you're smart enough to make a wonderful product. But you're wise enough to get it out there and know who to give it to, how to how to promote things, how to do things. When you bring that together, you just, you know, it's a recipe for success. But if you're just wise, like, you're going to forever just do what you do, just chill. I feel like you might never want to move from the level you're at in life because just, the, you know, you're fine. You're just content with where you're at. And an intelligent person might just hurry up and gain some Gain some smarts, gain a new skill, and just want to, just want to run, and just want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I had to make sure we could hear you, big fella. <laughs> uh, piggybacking on what you guys said, I, I feel as though um, one thing that is interesting or perplexing to me that I've noticed in my friend group on teams, just out in the world, is that some people. Who are who I would say intelligent. They they and when I say intelligent, intelligent can be relative to the area. So when we're in sports, there's people who are intelligent within the game of basketball or football. Yeah. They know just the technical terms, they know how to score, they're very efficient. But they're not wise in that they were uh, one of the things I noticed is that coaches gave a lot of philosophy and teaching before and after games. And it was easy for me, I think, just like Devonta said, I have a little bit of an old soul to me. And um, very willing, and e- it's easy for me to like take tidbits of information from people and apply it immediately without like I don't have to learn the hard way. Oh, I'm saying okay, I agree. Like <laughs> that makes sense. I'm gonna test it. But um, people would listen to the coaches, and although the coach they weren't able to apply, this lesson is going to apply throughout life. Like, hey, sometimes you're not gonna want to go to practice, but you must go. It's really pre- pre- preparation for when you enter the workplace. Or, hey, sometimes you have bad attitude, but you need to look me in the eye and have a certain level of respect. It's preparation for Life. how you're probably going to communicate with your significant others, with your family, etc. So, I think that's the thing that makes wisdom more important than intelligence to me. Because I've seen people who are not necessarily super smart or super intelligent naturally, like... They take on concepts slower. They, it's harder for them to pick up job skills. They may even pick up the plays slower. But they're wise in that they understand how to 
critically think or to, okay, well, this I've learned from this and I apply this to my friendship and my relationships. And therefore, I become a more well-rounded, more likable, more sociable person. Whereas there are some people who are intelligent. They can read and understand vocabulary and books and, and mathematics and sciences, but they're not wise and that they don't understand. Um, simple yeah, they can't apply. They can't cross-reference things. They can't. This is one category. This is another category. They don't understand that the relationship, even with your friends, is practiced in a way for relationship with your parents or a relationship with your like there's aspects that you you learn from that and um that to me like dives into how people it dives into how they they develop or how they how they grow and things like that so one of the things i want to touch on in this episode is the way that um people reinvent themselves we we, we briefly talked about it before when we were just thinking about coming up with the show like how we went through several periods in our lives where we we had a moment that where we had to reinvent ourselves or come up with a different perspective on how we look on the world and how we're going to react so i'll 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 save mine for the end kenzie you have a moment that you or moments that you feel like you had to reinvent yourself yeah i definitely had a moment just heading towards the end of my senior season you know i'm known as the basketball head like the jock like that but I knew it was coming to an end you know the trends of all the hoopers I wanted to be a part of that I wanted to keep buying basketball shoes I wanted to have tats I wanted to have the long hair out just picked out wow and just I told myself earlier well mid-season I knew that soon I was going to have to grow up it won't be just going to the gym every day, go work out, go shoot some hoops, then go hang out with my, my friends and some girls. Like, I really got to go get a job. I really got to accept that I won't be a, a basketball player anymore. I'll be Kenzie now. I'll be a, just a man now. And that was a, it was a tough pill to swallow, but I had to grow up, you know. The businessman, Cody and Vontae, made it real easy, real, real helpful for me. <laughs> and I, I feel like I just had to change up everything, just start working more. Not on the court, but going into clocking in more, going to work, paying bills, just being on time, like got a credit card, just growing up, stuff that some hoopers, some dudes that graduate college still chasing that overseas dream that they still haven't even done that yet. There's a lot of hoopers that go to college that's never had a job in their life, and they don't even realize, like, hey, if you don't go overseas, it's over. Well, you got to grow up, but you got no wisdom because you have no experience in the workplace. All you know is basketball, basketball. So when I met Blue, he got me my first job, and that just you know that set the pace for me for where I'm at right now. And just shout out to Blue for that. Yeah, and Cody just been pressing me to stop wearing basketball shorts. <laughs> <laughs> let me probe. Let me probe for a second. So when you during this period of reinvention, what what part or what changed about you emotionally? If you had to, to summarize that, what changed you? What what was the big thing that became different? That the transition of not being on the court and now being in the stands, like that's a big switch. You, you used to people cheering and now you gotta just cheer. Now I'm just a fan. I'm just a fan of David Kane and that I graduated college. I'm a fan of my little sister just becoming a fan and not the not the player no more, not being a star no more, not being in a and it is a, a very tough pill to swallow to accept like you live your whole life just hooping, getting up shots, hearing people cheer, hearing crowds go crazy, and now you like just immediate cut, and that was it. It was very uh, 
overwhelming at first because it just happened immediately, like quick, like as soon as I graduated, moved out, got an apartment, moved in with Joe, got a job, working full time. But I feel like what I learned from all my coaches and all my friends and my father always prepared me for this moment. So it was pretty smooth. You got it, daddy? <laughs> but now I, I want to also just commend you because you definitely had a work ethic like like no other, and I respect that about you for sure. I thought you was gonna die on that court. <laughs> <laughs> like when senior night came, you was just gonna collapse. Like, nah, just <laughs> nah, that's another thing though. I went to college and I met the real ballers life niggas. I was like. Sad. <laughs> yeah, sometimes seeing like I right, I don't want to go quite there. Yeah. Seeing that kind of also is like the the motivation to push you the opposite way. So I feel like it could be like a tug and pull, like some people pushing you away from wanting to do that, and some people pulling you to want to do something better as well. For sure, for sure. That's why I just took up coaching. That's a good little substitute for me. I'll be fine with that busting busting my players' asses. I, I'm okay with that now. And then the hoop dreams ain't over for you yet, big fella. <laughs> a little pro am, you know. Talk to me. All right, for me, um, I kind of went through a couple of reinventions, but you know, the two biggest jumps I would say was when I started working in high school. Like that was like a real reinvention for myself because going from your parents buying your clothes to you being able to like you know go copy something, and I was just a whole different a whole different dude kind of like where I was was headed but you know that was that was high school my major college reinvention came from um it was like say what Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I mean the mission towards pledging kind of like inspired some change as well like my sophomore year um at, at Georgia State I was feeling disconnected from the school. Like I wasn't really involved as much as I wanted to be. And I felt like I just went to camp, came home, did my own thing. And like, I was just wanting more. I was wanting more. And like, I would say like that summer, you know, summer get tough when you ain't got your refund. And then you ain't, I had a real sucky job. Like I used to work at Georgia Tech's bookstore. And so it was like, you know, minimum wage, probably like maybe like seven, eight, maybe. And I had to pay to park. So I was paying like $10 to park. So it was like, I'm losing an hour. Yeah. So I was, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. I was, I was so low because I was doing that, putting the parking on my credit card and just like, I need all that check. I'm sorry. Right, like, but I got a little book of the, you know. So like, you know, I was I was going through that um, that summer. Uh, I had an abortion that summer that I had went through, and I was just broke and I ain't had a cash. I was like, man, I gotta do something different. Yeah, I was bold. Yeah, well, <laughs> I hey, I'm I'm pro choice, goddamn. <laughs> You know, shout out to her, and you know we we was going through that, but I was just I was low as far as financially, educationally, um, 
everywhere. I was just, I was like, man, I gotta do something different. And so, Cody hit my line like, you know, hey, me and Cody had the dream of being couples since freshman year, and it was just like, here goes the way we might could do it. And I was like, yeah, I think I need to get out of here. I think I need to do something different. Like, I felt like the the city life was consuming me. I was, you know, smoked out. I was. You know, I was just into the city, and, and, and I was having a lot of fun partying, but it wasn't getting me the <laughs> Mr. Clean over here. It wasn't getting me the, the fulfillment that I wanted. And so transferring out to West Georgia, being a new dude on the block, like me, Harlem, and Cody, like that was a whole different scenario that I, that I was in. And chasing the, the, the new dream, like I had to get involved with clubs, so – joining like models and business and NWCP, like those are all things that kind of opened up me and like it changed my image like in a, in, a, in a very big way because you know back at Georgia State I was just a dude like you know we kicking and we throwing kickbacks boy. shit barely that you know what I'm saying <laughs> like, it was just like we kicking it throwing kickbacks you know we smoking all that but once I got to West Georgia I kind of polished that self and it was like, all right, I'm, I'm doing things in the community. We had, as soon as we got there, we, we threw our own, um, protest fighting back then. So oh, I was, it was a boycott or a protest? It was a protest. Okay. Well, but we, we took a stand cause like, when I was like peak wokeness for us for two, like that time also, cause I had to African-American studies. So like I was starting to wake up to things I was protesting. So like, it was just like a whole shift in myself and like through that shift in reflection, I, I started to like myself and who I was becoming a lot more because I was on a whole different path back in at Georgia State. Like I was, I was ill like about how I was going about life. And so having that, that location shift kind of like allowed me to have that fresh start and, and make the name that I wanted to be when I got to West Georgia. Many distractions out there in Atlanta. You ain't get that. Hey, I, I definitely could attest to that. Like, I saw the VIP life and, and I saw the club in life, and it was expensive. And I was like, dang, I'm in a Honda. Like, I was feeling inadequate out there at Georgia State. I'm like, yo, I'm not it out here. I'm just a regular cat. Like, trying to get girls, like, you sure you want to ride with me? I'm like, no, he in the bins. I'm like, right. <laughs> So it was just, you know, that was that was a great experience for me for transferring to West Georgia. Like I love Georgia State and knowing what I know now, like if I had the wisdom that I have now, I could have approached Georgia State in a totally different way. And I wouldn't even have looked at myself as inadequate or anything. But West Georgia just kinda like it put the scope smaller, so it was easier for me to try and conquer and and like fight through some of those, you know, self doubting thoughts you know what I'm saying for me um that freshman year wasn't it like the freshman freshman year for me it was it was a reinvention because it was like a depressing pe- period for me like what Kenzie touched on earlier about with sports is you it becomes a part of your identity and even me what, what I felt like when I played sports I always felt like it was clearly something different between me and my teammates, like mentally. 
I always feel like I'm kind of lying a little bit. Like, there's something about me that's supposed to be. Yeah, I'm like, if I wasn't at these practices, I don't know. I might be going to Harvard or something. Like, I feel like I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm wasting some points doing this. Like, I felt I always felt that way. I'm at the same uh, school as Devontae. I'm noticing when he's working, like, it immediately, that was like the first seed planted of me starting to understand opportunity cost and understanding that Are you, you can't have it all. Freshman year of high school? No, nah, not. Yeah, he's, I mean, when I, what, what are you talking about? You said he was at the same school as him. Yeah, in high school, I was at the same kind of school. Oh, okay. So I'm saying, like, once he started working in high school, I was peeping, I'm like, okay, like. Yeah, you different. You got the wit. Right. You got a job in high school, you just live. You better. You got a car, got a whip. You know what I'm saying? Dressing different. I'm like, basketball is fun, hey, but you start this looks poor. fun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this looks fun. What's going on over here? Like, It felt like that love don't cost a thing Like when I came with like, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I was like, damn. I'm like, so I already kind of felt like, you know, uh, that was the first time I started realizing that even though you're good in one area of life, life is constantly changing. It's constantly going to different chapter books. Like you can only master so many. You're gonna eventually be start at the bottom of the totem pole. So in that case, I realized I'm, like, I'm at a, a pretty good spot in the social hierarchy. So I'm pretty popular at my school, pretty well known, dating pretty well. But at the same time, I felt like I was starting to become more knowledgeable. Of like, dang, like it's interesting that I have such a poor sense of direction. It's interesting that my driving is not like. I don't have my license yet. It's interesting that I don't know about uh, you know, a couple of car things or you know what I'm saying, hunting or any like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm like, but I'm I'm smart as hell. I'm doing very good in, in studies and I can hoop, so I'm like that's that's a good thing and I'm I speak well. I, I'm noticing things but I'm seeing like areas of weakness for me. Another period of reinvention I would say is uh for me, I would say uh, a more honest view at the way I'd say sex and relationships were playing, taking a toll on me like throughout my early college years. So I, I think the first two years, it was a big part of me like re- reconciling with the fact that girls that I had, had serious feelings for had to move on. And the, the way that they moved on to me, I found it kind of like unnecessarily disrespectful <laughs> or like ignoring They'll, they'll start ignoring you for a certain period of time and hit you up and I'm like this is weird because I'm my guard is not up with you the same way it would be with a girl I just met because I have a past with you I assume we were on on good terms but I had to learn like damn like they they're they're just humans who can be you know equally as hurtful or deceiving even though I deem you as somebody I have to protect because we were once at that moment where we were romantically involved and I looked at you like damn like I don't want to hurt you but now I see you're kind of like a wolf, like you know what I'm saying, like you're a wolf and a little girl, She's like not yeah, I'm like you, <laughs> you willing to hurt me? I'm like I'm like golly, like I couldn't. That to me was odd. It was like betrayal. It was like I hate that we can engage in such a high level of affection or intimacy, and for the switch up to be so powerful, I lost faith. I was saying woman for a little period of time. I was kind of like. I just don't know, like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't know what they're. You lost faith in women. No, no, I lost faith in that. Come on, come on. I lost faith in just uh, being in a relationship. Yeah, like the long term positive, like the long term chances that this could even occur to me started being like, is it really possible? Like, is that even realistic, or are they 
inclined to always like some level of disappointment while also making you me, me feel like I'm the, the bad guy while playing what I would say you're kind of the bad guy. So it's like, damn, I'm feeling like shameful even though you kind of put me in weird predicaments where I had to make a move and that was iffy for me. And then lastly, I would say a mental a mental um, reinvention, which is just me questioning all aspects of the things that I grew up on and just noticing that this level of, of change or this level of thinking is going to isolate me to a certain degree from friends, from girls, from coworkers, etc. Like we can never be as close because I know you're not willing to touch into those some of those issues. And that, that just came in college that like we we'd be talking and chopping up on weird, deep issues. And then sometimes I'd be around friends, spend hours, long periods. I'm like, I've never had you say anything about religion, politics, racial issues. We just straight video games and parties like so I'm like, this these this guy or this girl or these people, they're not. I don't know if they're they've reached. Not not I don't consider it a level, but I consider it like a, almost like a a, a, a second or third mental puberty, almost like the ability to step up, step outside of what you've grown in and say, hmm, that sounds iffy. If I was from a different culture, this would sound funny. If I was from their perspective, I wouldn't agree with that. You know what I'm saying? So that to me makes you more empathetic, makes you more understanding, makes you able to make more clear, concise arguments. And I feel like some people are just, they're just not even, um, there's no incentive, there's no desire to even try to question some of the things that they think about or what they're taught. And that to me was very interesting. Like I had to observe that and really be like, wow. Like, that goes into wisdom because if, if you as a black person, has only experienced like all black schools only be around your family so you really like you almost racist when you get around white people like you're not used to it you're right. lost and that's almost gonna bring up my favorite comedian like Drewski that's why he's so funny to me because he got that his versatility he just know everything like he know how the white boys be he know how the black boys be that just make him funny that's what he you know like killing Desi Desi has nothing outside of her nigga do this Right. So his opinions, like how far does does his opinions go? That's why he got canceled for a slight second. What do you? What was his tweet? He said something like, "This is protesting right here." Yeah, he was he was basically going against and and speaking for like how Martin Luther King preferred peaceful protests, and then like we kind of going about it the wrong way, and pretty he still much. Still posted a picture from a violent protest, though. That's what made it funny. I love you don't even think that's a, that, that crazy of a comment. I think he, it's crazy for a person saying, in his field to me to try, like, when you're still at the rim, like, you're still trying to get over the hump and you're in comedy, there's really no need to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should speak up. Not if you still care. You still need people to, you know what I'm saying? Like, even with this podcast, like, we talk, I ask for people to give me opinions and things of that nature, but Unless there's something that happens, you know, a year or two down the line, people are like, yeah, we got a lot of sponsors, we got advertising. Even then, I'm like, I don't know if I would sell my soul to do that. But it's like, at this point, there's a reason why I need to speak openly, or we need to be able to say whatever we want. When, you, when you're when you at the hands of other people, like, imagine if we needed this to pay our rent. 
And some people are like, well, I'm like, y'all talking about that? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to give you my like, money. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about hey, that. Like, so, here's so why we signed up on this shit. Right. You want to lose our viewers. Yeah, them YouTube comedians, like, I, from my understanding, like, they might host a little college show or, you know, appearances at clubs. Like, it's very critical that they remain in favorable, like, light. Yeah, favorable yeah, of the, the media people. and the people that they so. For him, I'm like, why would you say anything? Like, I don't get that. But at the same time, I don't ever prohibit or like condemn somebody for for uh, speaking up. So let me pose yeah, Let me let me give y'all another question. You know, what I'm saying then we close out. Uh, what are steps? Or what would you say are the 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 conditions necessary for one person to reinvent themselves and or become wiser? Just, uh, identifying your problem. What's your issue? What's your or Bingo. If you're just not a versatile person, if you know girls leave high school, just only thing they know is being pretty. Like, yeah, that's the number one problem. You gotta learn to be more than that. Be more than just the athlete. Be more than just the player, the dog, the just stepping out of that, stepping out of that, uh, that character you were out of high school. A lot of people don't don't ever leave what they were in high school, what they peaked with in high school. They think they could finish life with that. That's recipe for disaster. No. I would just say somewhat similar to what Kenzie was saying, but just understanding your faults and really just knowing your strengths and weaknesses so you know where you can build off of and you know what needs some help and what needs some building. And so when you truly understand yourself, that's where you can start to like, you know, re- reverse certain things that you feel like is holding you back, and and keep moving forward with the things that you think you got going for yourself. So, that's what I would say is most important: knowing yourself and, and having accurate self reflection, and and not you know letting accountability slip from your own self. How about you? For me, I think um, one of the most important elements of becoming wiser. And then also reinventing yourself is, it's a phrase that uh, I hear from one of my favorite speakers, Jordan B. Peterson, which is accepting chaos or I guess facing chaos. You know, uh, a lot of Greek attorneys, they say shun not from the struggle for it's God's gifts. Because when you go through these chaotic periods or periods of change in your life, the people who I believe become stronger or smarter from it are people who take it as though this was inevitable, something that cannot be avoided. So mm-hmm. they, they kind of face it uh, straight on. And th- this is this can be done in the simplest of ways, and people don't really think about it. Uh, I think for a lot of young men, especially if you had a mother figure who kind of handled a lot of business for you, for me, I don't like debating or arguing with bill collectors in mm-hmm. any type of way. <laughs> I don't like disputing it. I don't like speaking of it. It's, it may be from childhood experiences of sometimes being in debt or seeing my parents like deal with that. I feel nervous speaking on it completely. Mm-hmm. If it's if, even if I feel like hey, I might be like that might be off by twenty dollars. Like I had to learn. I had to I had to face that fear. Oh, yeah. You know, what I'm saying I had to face that fear. Like hey, can uh, can I speak to the blah blah blah? Like and that is a that was a version of chaos to me that some people don't get and they don't understand that. Everybody has this in some form or another. A period of chaos that, that that you must embrace is this is going to come. 
what will I do during it? And when I put it, you know, my sports motto is that I think a lot of people, the reason why they can't change or the reason why they can't accept responsibility for anything is like they're the equivalent of me of coaches who game plan for you to shoot 50% from the field for you to be able to beat every guy off the dribble for you to be physically superior to the team that you're playing against they're making a game plan that's unrealistic so you're assuming that your partners are never unfaithful or never uh, unintelligent or never unswagger do something that hurts hurts you you're assuming that friends don't fade or you know what I'm saying you're assuming that tragedy won't occur that something won't happen to your health or your finances so because of that you're shaken to your core or you're unable to observe and really think clearly when some trouble happens because you are literally game planning for the perfect situation mm-hmm. when you should really look at the world and be like there's a lot of crazy stuff happening bring it mm-hmm. on and I'm going to learn from each little pitfall I'm going to find a way to avoid or or get bigger and get stronger from this. So, to me, and we, we talk about this like what I be saying. I, I don't like irresponsible guys or dudes who don't. I feel like they're not maturing as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Understanding the call to action that comes with naturally being a man. Like I crack jokes. I think we're all funny. I think we're all youthful. But what separates is there's certain dudes that have a mindset that I will one day be a husband and a father at the minimum. So I have a something that I'm heading towards. Mm-hmm. They, they, it's almost as though in eighth grade you knew you wanted to graduate high school, so you behaved and patterned yourself in a way to graduate high school. Right. When people graduate high school or college and then they have no set ambition other than I'm just about to stack this money, your <laughs> character is reflected by that. Like right. there is no growth in the way you speak, the way you move, the way you think, because you have no vision of hey. One day I want to be this kind of man. Right. I want to be this type of person, this type of leader. You don't have any purpose. Right. So you're just moving aimlessly. like, And, and that's what I, I've grown to to look at people around. Dang, y'all hear that? City being yeah. hella rude like today. The fireman, the fireman from Lil Wayne. Like like yeah, it. something kind of cool about it. But, <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's just people who, who, who lack the willingness to just take what is going to be bad. And, and make a decision to not just falter from it, but grow from it. And if you if you coddle people too much or you, you become coddled and you're always expecting a, a positive situation, you're never really learning because you're always just like, Damn, this is crazy. When you should have been thinking some crazy stuff is going to happen. Like, I, I'm right. prepared for crazy. Like, I, that's like going to <laughs> going on a vacation with literally a, the exact much money you need to get do with the trip <laughs> you should expect oh, i lost a 20 dollars oh you know what I'm saying a bottle costed more than i thought of this man. like right. you know what i'm saying like, you should have something that's what comes with with growing wise becoming a man becoming a woman as well so i think also um having a great great support system definitely can um affect that 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 reinvention as well like during my low time i had you know great people in my life so it wasn't like a constant like wallow of lowness. Like it was like I was lit a lot of the time, and then like I have a few days like man, I can kind of chill out and be to myself and really self reflect on where I was at, and that's where I became unsatisfied. But in the midst of that, like I was still enjoying being with my friends, and you know I, I had you know certain females in my life that are also great lights into my you know situation, mm-hmm. but. 
it was that greater fulfillment like that I recognized wasn't being like I was going on a path of not having somebody solid that I was really sticking with for sure, for sure. Or not having a financial backing to really support myself through, you know, whatever. And it was just like, all right, I can stay on this path and, and just be keep being lit and lit my way through it. Or I can readjust and, and try to reach for that goal of graduation and being something one it's time for that rather than just being one of the lit niggas at my school and up until I graduate. So it's, it's definitely having a support system and taking the time to reflect when you can, even despite like you thinking that you having a lit time. But, you know, I think we, we kind of really covered up that reinvention and wisdom pretty well. Any other comments y'all guys want to add? <laughs> hey look within yourself and find what you need to reinvent like even even though like you can reinvent yourself from lows you can reinvent yourself from a high like right now i feel like i'm slick reinventing myself during this corona thing and so i think i'm gonna come out of here like i wasn't going into corona with with a bad spot but i'm coming out even better definitely something i had to really really look into because i was i'll go with the flow of everything really and i won't i won't let it bother me because i'm not really even i'm just going with the flow just taking what i'm getting <laughs> but yeah with the, with the going with the flow thing that's to me that that that's also a part of what i was saying with opportunity costs and understand there's opportunity costs of even your personality the same thing that made us well behaved or better friends or people that's cool to hang around is also the thing that will make it hard to do business, hard to establish yourself in certain corporate, you know, settings because you're so agreeable, so likable. Like, man, I ain't trying to, I don't really want to, you know what I'm saying? And there's people that, that all they do is buck and they don't know when it's time to just chill and they have problems with their personal life. That is something that I've come to embrace my, my through you know what I'm saying? I think I've been kind of a person that speaks out or is very verbal and very outgoing. What comes with it is people have very poignant, poignant, I hope I'm saying that right, opinions about, you know, what you do, how you speak, how you talk, and you're arrogant, you, you talk too much, you're too opinionated, this or that. And when, and I, it used to make me think, man, I just wish I could just, sometimes I wish I, I didn't have to talk or I could be quiet so I could, you know, avoid some of this. Damn, Cody, shut Right. <laughs> but then I realized that the people that are quiet struggle with people thinking that they're secretive, distrustworthy. Yeah. Nobody knows where you stand. So I'm like, oh, okay. So you just, you know what I'm saying? You just got to trade off of all the things that everybody loved me for. They hate you for and everything that they love you for. They hate me for. I'm like, so at that point, you need to just understand that life cannot be perfect. And you, you take this on. Um, that, that My motivational... I guess my motivational words for the end of this podcast would be um, treat every period down period, especially this quarantine period, like you're preparing for the next level. Like you're on JV and you're moving towards varsity. 
And what I mean by that is, okay, during this time period, you know, I'm, I'm looking for jobs. I'm wondering how jobs are. Not only am I trying to strive towards finding a job, I'm practicing learning to live and be happy with my life, with my woman, with my friends, when I'm not where I am, where I want to be financially. Too many people, I feel like they, they don't understand the balance. So they'll either get super comfortable in their situation or they'll become literally uh, in a demonic fit until they improve their situation. And neither is perfect. One day you may have a kid, you may be working, with, I mean, you may have a wife, you may have a great job and the economy shuts down and you your job gets dropped. If you have not practiced being able to be a confident, happy man or woman without your pockets being straight, you're going to eventually be hit in the area that you're weak in. You know, God forbid, I hope that you stay rich. I hope you get, you know, I hope your money is, is constantly stacked. But right. if that moment ha- hits you, you're going to feel since I away. If, uh, during the periods when I have some money, I try to remember, oh, man, I remember when I didn't have this little bit, so I'm happy for this, although I want to have this. So that you're, you know what I'm saying? So you are preparing your mind constantly for the next level while also appreciating and getting stronger in whatever it is that you're doing now. I think some people are so focused on the future goal that they don't learn the little small goals they're supposed to be learning in this struggle period or this this reinvention that is slowly occurring. They just see one image when really you got to work on your mental game. You need to work on how you deal with pressure, how you deal with rejection, how you deal with infidelity, how you deal with uh, lust or temptation. You got to work on all these things before you are ready to really take that next step. So if anybody needs some type of motivation, don't think about these big, huge jumps. Think about the small little things that you can do each day that are going to lead to eventually making a very large increase over time. So, uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys tuning in. Remember to follow us and subscribe on YouTube, on all uh, platforms, on Twitter. It's Perspective Jun One. It's Perspective Jun One, no K. And then on Instagram, it's Perspective Junkies Podcast. Don't just go Perspective Junkies. That's two guys taking photos of birds and stuff. <laughs> yeah, we, we about to take them out. Yeah, we was like, yo, we need that name. Yeah. Perspective Junkies Podcast. That is us comment follow like subscribe uh next few episodes we got coming on we'll have a few guests so you guys tap in for that i know it'll be a very interesting for sure but again appreciate everybody for, for tuning in and giving the support you guys have gotten this oh, far. Yeah, wait, wait 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 y'all failed me too we were supposed to get cody to do the harlem shake we didn't get enough comments we were like one or two shy from getting him to do it so we, we need this we need this right now <laughs> We ain't got no NBA. Everybody says, <laughs> everybody says support black business until you come up in the Rockaway shirt. Nah, it's like, oh, why are you wearing that? Oh, he look crazy as hell. I'm like, come on, man. Hey, man, I support bringing everything back. I need a, I need a low-budget shoe right now. and I, I could use anything. Cool. <laughs> you come in a chrome night suit. Right. Hey, uh, what is it? What <laughs> was really funny is Kenzie was like, all right, we boycotting all this, but when some Nike's coming out, still copping them, putting the money in the water. Dropping heat. Good air commercials. What? I heard they be doing it like a, a German sweatshop. He's like, the niggas are hot. Long speak, walking, niggas need shoes. They will love this. Kenzie, like, I'm saying, what's so what's different from Nike to NBA? Just sneakerheads in a cage, like, 
looking at like, do you guys like this? And like, that's hard. That's hard. I like this. Yeah, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> NBA, they they can put on a little movie and, and not do nothing. <laughs> if they said, if they said, boycott Nike until we have these murders, <laughs> kids would be like, they been not, they cannot <laughs> drop. Start wiping his face, getting hot, like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he, he would just go and murder the guy. He would just go and drive. I'm talking about myself. <laughs> He's like, I'll handle that. We cannot be shoeless for two that months. That shit might turn me into Malcolm X, bro. I might get a pocket. Imagine him fading inside his haircut. Like, I'm like, Izzy, why? Why'd you fade your ass? I But anyway, you know, we, we love everybody. We love all the support. Peace, love, and happiness. Everybody stay safe. Stay prayed up. Masked up. Because COVID is the real killer. <laughs> I love that commercial. <laughs> and it's your boy, Killer Mike. But COVID is the real killer. <laughs> It's on the radio. Like the radio, like, when I'm at work, I be trying to tune in sometimes. <laughs> like, hey, Atlanta, it's the boy Killer Mike. But COVID's the real killer. <laughs> but all right, let's really check this out. Peace, love, happiness. This is Vontae Swain. We out. We out. Peace.